0: Our reading for this evening, that will also serve as the basis for our homily, is taken from the Gospel of St. John, the sixth chapter, beginning with verse 66. From that time, many of Jesus' disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Here ends our reading. Let us unite our hearts in prayer. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for giving us the gift of faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who has redeemed us, that we might now be your children with the hope of everlasting life in heaven. In this life, we face great challenges to this faith. We pray that through your word tonight, you would stir up our hearts in sincere faith and give us a firm confidence in our Savior and his word, that we may follow him all our days and finally arrive in the mansions above. We ask it all in his saving name. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed who have been purchased and bought back to God by the suffering, death, and resurrection of his only Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's grace and kindness and compassion are yours to be found only in that Savior. Amen. Many years ago I was talking to a man who had served in special forces with the Marines. And he was telling me about some of his training. And he said one night... He was kidnapped in his room and blindfolded and handcuffed and taken out to an airport at about two in the morning. And they strapped him into a seat, put him on an airplane, and flew for hours and hours and hours. And finally, blindfolded still, they put a backpack on him um, and also a parachute and they opened the door of the plane, took off his blindfold, and threw him out of the plane, along with four other, four other soldiers. And they parachuted into the night down into a forest, a rainforest, down in the middle of Brazil. And uh, they had instructions strapped to their chest. And the instructions were that they had to get back to the base in a certain amount of time. And... Um, They didn't even know what country they were in when they landed. He told me that they had to eat snakes for a couple weeks. It took them more than two weeks to finally find their way back to safety and to their base. And when he was explaining this to me, he said, they told me ahead of time there were going to be some very difficult things if I wanted to be a, a Special Forces Marine. And he said, if they had explained all that to me, I don't know if I would have tried it. Sometimes when we, when we hear about the qualifications or things to, to do something, they're so outlandish and so difficult and produce such trials for us, or it might ask us to make such an enormous sacrifice that on the front end, some people might say, that's too much, that's just asking way too much of me. In the text before us, we see this happen in a spiritual sense. We see this happen in a spiritual sense. Jesus, in the context of the reading that I just read, Jesus in that context had just fed thousands of people with just a few loaves of bread and miraculously had demonstrated that he is truly the Son of God and that he was his actual God himself in human flesh. And he had gone on to talk about himself being the bread of life that has come into the world teaching that the only way to get to heaven is through faith in him. In fact, he he goes on to say to the crowd in front of him, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, talking about himself, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He was clearly saying, I am God. I am the God of the heavens who's come to earth to rescue you, and it's only through faith in me and following me that you will have life everlasting in heaven. And some people who had initially been drawn to him and attracted to him and maybe some of his teachings and certainly his miracles and seeing these amazing things he could do, suddenly some of them began to turn away. This was asking too much. This had gone too far in their mind. This would, this would demand too difficult of a, uh, of a leap for them. It was going to cause them to have to sacrifice Uh, a lot about themselves and about their lives to now have to follow this son of God. And so some of them say to him, this is a hard teaching. This is too difficult for us to handle. You gotta be kidding me. You're expecting us to believe that you're God? You're expecting us to believe that that it's only through faith in you we go to heaven? You're expecting us to believe that that by, by eating the flesh, your own flesh, and drinking your blood, that's how we follow you to get to heaven? This is a hard teaching, and we're told many of them began turning away. Now, you've been blessed as a Christian with faith in Christ. You've been blessed to have have heard and been taught that your hope of going to heaven has all been taken care of, been taken care of for you by the Son of God, by Him shedding His holy blood for you on the cross, atoning for all of your sins. God has paid the full payment, the full entrance fee for you to get to heaven. It's all been taken care of. There's no cost to you when it comes to getting into heaven. That's wonderful. But the faith that you now have, the faith that now loves Christ and wants to follow him, the path of faith that you will go on, there will be a cost with that path. Even though heaven itself is free by God's grace, there will be a cost in some way, shape, or form that you as a Christian in this unbelieving, God-forsaken world will have to pay with your life in some way, shape, or form. There will be some trial for you and some cost to you with your faith. There's a tug on us from the unbelieving world to to disavow Christ and to walk away from Him. To look at Him and His teachings and say, this is too hard. This is too much for me. I can't take it. I can't put up with this. God is asking way too much of me to follow this Jesus Christ in order to get to heaven. And God may even at times put tests in front of you just to test and see how firmly you can hold on to Christ and whether you can stay with his his wonderful gospel. When Jesus is in this context and people are starting to peel away from the crowd and saying, this is a hard teaching, we can't do this anymore, he turns to his 12 disciples and he says to them this great question, do you also want to go away? And through my sinful mouth, he asks me and you that same question tonight. Do you also want to go away? Are you also going to be tempted to turn away from him Because the path of faith is just going to be too tough, too difficult. It's going to be too demanding on you or on me. What challenges do you face right now to stay a Christian? What challenges do you have in your life to keep holding on to Christ and loving his word? Is it the mockery of the world? Is is it the ridicule of your generation? Is it the fact that the culture around us just wants to devour and swallow up this religion and throw it in the garbage? What cost will you have to struggle with in order to hold on to your faith and to stay with this Savior? When it comes to our faith in Christ, God does not teach us in his word that it's okay for us to be selective about the doctrines of Scripture, the things we like and the things we don't like, as if you can Go there like you go to Old Navy and pick out a new outfit. The things you want and don't want. Christian faith comes in a unit package and it's all together. All the teachings of Christ fit together no matter what they are. And Jesus demands that his church should confess, quote, everything he has commanded us. Everything he has commanded us. That's why St. Paul said to the pastors in Ephesus after he instructed them, I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole counsel of God. You think they didn't have things that would have challenged them to stay Christians and preach the gospel in their day? (laughs) You've got to be kidding. Many of them were killed for it thrown into prison and beat up for it. You don't think they had temptations from their culture in their day to kind of shrink away from some of the teachings that God has in his sacred word? Of course they did. Don't think that the trials we go through in our generation are any different than the trials that every generation of believers in Christ has faced. Everyone has faced them in some way, shape, or form. So the bottom line that we as believers need to look at and ask ourselves is this. Is all of this worth it? Is it really worth it for me to face the scorn and the ridicule of the world and to also look at the sacrifices I may have, to face, may have to make to follow Christ. But the believer, the believer in Christ is always looking at the end result. Not just the struggles now, but it's the end result that makes it all worthwhile. And Peter, here in our text, speaks up to Jesus. And he speaks for all of us who love Christ and who follow him. He says, Lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life i've always wished we could hear the the inflection in his voice when he said that how did he say that lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life there's nobody else that we can follow there's nobody else in this world there's no other religion in this world that can get us out of our graves and raise us up to the mansions of heaven who else are we going to go listen to that can do that for us Nobody. The leaders of other religions are all dead. They're in their graves. Only Christ is the risen Lord of all, the true Son of God who has the power over your death and grave. To whom else are you going to go to get that kind of wonderful hope that he gives us that will take us ultimately to heaven? And so true faith latches on to Christ alone. It latches on to his word. It latches on to the teachings he gives us. And it knows that faith, the path of faith, is going to be difficult. Yes, it is. But there's no other lifeboat to be in. There's no other rescue plan that has been dropped down from heaven. And there's no other remedy for sin and death than our Lord Jesus Christ and his precious blood shed for us and his wonderful resurrection. So once again tonight, that same powerful Savior calls out to you and he says, come unto me all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. One last thing. It's tough to be a Christian today, but it's a joyful group we're in. It's a joyful throng that we are with, and we're part of a greater, more joyful throng in heaven who is around the throne of this Christ singing his praises. Someday we will be with them forever. Amen.